Daily Boss. I'm Alixel Cabrera. Utah Governor Spencer Cox told members of the press that he would veto a school voucher bill if the legislature sent it to his desk this session. At his monthly news conference Thursday, Cox said, quote, you can take money that could go to our schools and allow it to go to private schools when you're not fully funding the education system in our state. The comments from the governor were about a bill that would create the HOPE scholarship program, which narrowly passed the House committee this week. The Winter Olympics are coming to a close this weekend. The catch up with Tribune journalists that have been covering the events live from Beijing, sports editor Aaron Falk, zoom in with the Tribune team. All right, so we're here with Trent Nelson, uh, photographer, and Julie Jag, our reporter. And both of you guys are in, in Beijing right now. What's, I guess, I guess, what's it like to cover a Winter Olympics in the middle of a global pandemic? It's a challenge. You know, it's, it's definitely uh, fun just being here and, and seeing all these athletes do amazing things. And to think that they, all that they had to go through to get here is pretty, I mean, it's hard to get to Olympics anyway, but what these athletes have had to go through and their coaches and, and everybody who's in here uh, has been really impressive. So I think it makes everything that you see a little bit sweeter, right. Or a little bit more poignant in some ways, but, um, but yeah, it's been, uh, but there's a lot of buses cause you can't walk anywhere because we're in a bubble and a lot of hand sanitizer and a lot of robots. What what does it mean? Can you explain what what life is like in the Olympic bubble for you as media? Yeah, we've been wearing masks, K95 masks for two and a half weeks now. We're getting daily uh, COVID checks, and if you don't if you don't go in for your daily uh, test, they come find you in your room and and take you down to have it done. Uh, hand sanitizer being being uh, put on your hands to the point where your your skin is just dried out. There's really very little places to actually go outside or walk around unless you're at a venue. Yeah, you're not really seeing China at all no. other than out the bus window or the train window. It looks beautiful, though. Yeah, so how, how far how far away are the venues? How much, I mean, it seems traveling is, is a logistical uh, issue every day. So t- tell us where you are and, and just sort of what what that's been like so far. Yeah, I can give you a good example from yesterday. Yesterday's itinerary for me was get up at 4.20, hop on a bus, hop on another bus, get on a train, get on another bus, get on another bus, eat a piece of bread and a coffee, and then hike up a mountain in minus, at least minus 16 uh, degree weather and climb up into the snow to watch uh, slope style. That was just the start of the day. And that's, that's pretty much how it's been. And then there was another day where I went up to catch an event in the mountains and that got postponed due to a snowstorm. And that was 10 hours of travel for nothing, no result. How, how many athletes from Utah are in Beijing or have been in Beijing these, these last few weeks? And um, what, are, what are some of the, the stories and events that stood out to you so far, Julie? So I haven't caught, counted a, the exact number, but my rough estimate is about 80. So Julie, what, what, are, what are some of the moments of these games that have stood out to you so far the two that i feel like are really iconic nathan chen who won men's men's figure skating and then aaron jackson who won women's 500 in long track speed skating and uh, with aaron jackson she became the uh, first black woman to win a speed skating medal she got to skate because her teammate, Brittany Bow gave up her spot in that race after Aaron slipped in the trials and finished third. So that would have kept her out of 
potentially kept her out of the race and she just dominated the race it was a really special special moment of sharing and teammates um, and then the other one, Nathan Chen, I've been impressed with his uh, grace under all this pressure. I mean, he came into 2018 Olympics as a favorite, even though he was 18 and had only been on the senior circuit for two years. Then he didn't do very well at all in his short program, and it kind of just destroyed his chances at a medal. He came back and did great in the long program, but couldn't get a medal. And um, But he came back here to these Olympics with the pandemic. It's his mom's hometown, and she couldn't be here with him. And he and his mom are very, very close, came here and and just dominated. And, and there's been some vitriol, you know, against um, Chinese American athletes here. I haven't seen it personally, but from what I understand from the people who can read Chinese, which I cannot, he came back and he easily won both programs and just really took his, his place in the spotlight. Watching Nathan Chen skate for the gold was really incredible, especially considering um, the, where his hometown, you know, outlet. And I remember photographing Nathan when he was just a little kid, and this might have been 2007, 2008. So to see him now win gold is just, and look back at those photos from way back when is just really been a special moment. Can you explain some of the precautions that, that you took as reporters going into China to, to report? And, and, and tell us sort of the access that you've been allowed to have. Technology and privacy have been a, yeah, that is a major touch point here. Technology has not been amazing as far as just finding Wi-Fi um, because it's a country that controls its Wi-Fi pretty tightly. So unless we are uh, in a place that has the special like Olympic hotspot, then there is no Wi-Fi more or less. And then even then it's a little bit controlled and we keep having to download apps that my, my phone anyway keeps telling me are not safe. Yeah, I mean, that's kind of why we're down in the lobby talking to you now instead of in our rooms or somewhere else is because this is kind of a little bubble of, of Wi-Fi that, that has access to the outside world. So it's, it's been a challenge because you have to book train tickets with an app that's, that's uh, you know, that you can't in always Chinese. access and your ticket is on there. And, and so uh, there's been a lot of, a lot of challenges. We found a little, a few, a few tricks, you know, and we obviously have phone, we brought over phones that are kind of burner phones and laptops that are kind of burner laptops. Health officials reported just over 1,300 new COVID-19 cases in Utah Thursday. Utahns aren't alone in getting a nasal swab and waiting anxiously for COVID-19 testing results. Around 300 mule deer in the state have been tested for the coronavirus by the Division of Wildlife Resources. Researchers are still studying if humans can contract the virus from deer. And that's it for today. If you haven't already, please let your friends know about The Daily Boss and that we're on their favorite podcast app. And we want to hear from you. If you have some feedback about the podcast, shoot us an email at thedailyboss at sltrip.com. I'd like to thank the Tribune's Joel Cardenas for editing The Daily Boss and local band The Pelicans for our music. Thanks for listening. <laughs>